A warm welcome to everybody. My name is Aston and welcome to my channel. I'll be uploading a lot of ministry content, some preaching, some Christian apologetics, substance abuse recovery material, and some life coaching principles and strategies. So today we are going to John, John's Gospel, John chapter 1. And then we'll be looking at verse 1 all the way to verse 5. So it's John 1, 1 to 5. John 1, verse 1 to 5. And we'll be looking at the topic, life and light is in him. Life and light is in him. The Gospel as recorded by John, commencing from chapter 1, verse 1, reads as follows. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were created through Him, and apart from Him, not one thing was created. That has been created. Life was in him and that life was the light of men. That light shines in the darkness, yet the darkness did not overcome it. Thus reading the holy and inspired word of God, let us bow heads in a token of prayer. Father, we thank you that we have the privilege um, today that we can draw this day to a close. We thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy that has been evident um, and relevant in and through our lives. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of salvation that we have. We thank you, Lord, for you are life, um, and life is found in you, and you are light, and that light shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot overcome it. Thank you, Lord, that... Jesus, that you are evident in creation from the very beginning and there is nothing that is created today that wasn't created in you, through you, or even apart from you. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise for all um, that is that we have an opportunity to look at today in your scriptures. And I thank you that both hearer and speaker will be alike. God, my mouth, your servant from error, and may you speak to your people um, today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, many people have views about who Jesus is, but do we really know him? Um, there can be magazine articles on who Jesus is. Um, some people have the assumption that Jesus was this hippie type guy. Um, he just loved everybody. Some people have, know him as this this harsh and stern guy, just ready to rebuke the hypocrites and call people to repentance. Some believe that Jesus is God. Some, some believe that Jesus is a God. Many people have a view on who Jesus is, but do we really know who Jesus is? Now, John's gospel is tailor-made to answer the question on who Jesus is. 
What we have in front of us is John's account. This is not John the Baptist, but this is John the disciple. John the disciple gives us his account, and much similar to his epistle, he opens it up with the statement that echoes out from the very beginning. So we're going to look at two things this morning, um, this afternoon, is number one, who is Jesus? Who, who is Jesus? And then the second one is, why did Jesus come to earth? So we'll find the answers from the first, from verses 1 to 3, that answers who Jesus is. And then verse 4 to 5, why Jesus came to the earth. So, chapter 1, verse 1 says this, In the beginning was the Word. Now, what we see here is an echo out of what we find in the very beginning. So I'm sure everybody's familiar with the account of Genesis. In the beginning... And then it gives an account of God creating um, or recreating, as some would say, um, everything that we find. He forms and fashions the universe. We see God doing so through his word um, as he's allowing to come into manifestation. Um, let there be. And then we see that it was so. Now I want us to think about how powerful one's words can really be. So I'll, I'll give you an example. If our president has to go on uh, tonight and he has to say lockdown level five and listen what happens if he has to take cigarettes away and he has to take and ban alcohol completely for the next two to three months you know the panic that would happen you know the amount of illegal sales that will happen him just going on TV sharing his words can change everything that is happening in our day-to-day living. If you think it is not so, please do me a favor and drive around at 12, uh, 11 o'clock tonight and drive past policemen and see what would happen. There's a curfew. Why? Our president said so. So is his words powerful? Yes, his words is powerful. But I present this to you today, that his words is nothing in comparison to the words of our God. If our words can have that type of power, and if you are not certain about what type of power um, those words can have, um, think back when you were in school. There's that phrase, six years old can break my bones, but words can never harm me. Says everybody, until people make fun of you or tease you, and then we can see exactly how words can actually harm you. What people say to us, we take to heart, we take to account, What people do to us, we take to heart, we take to account. Words are important. Um, Somebody that is standing before a magistrate that uh, gets his sentence, it's their words that pass that sentence and the decision that they've made, and that words will remain in, 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 in their mind throughout the time that they would be in prison. But again, I present to you this, that every human being's words as powerful as they might be, is no match for the words of God. Now listen to this. In the beginning was the Word. So the very beginning, the very start of everything, he echoes out that very beginning, the Word is there. And then he says this, And the Word was with God. 
And the word was God. So what we know um, later on when uh, he, 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 he describes, describes that the word became flesh and took up residence among us, we see that that word is Emmanuel. The word is Jesus. So when John speaks about the word, the word is Jesus. Now I want us to look at this. The word is in the beginning, which teaches us something. That Jesus has an existence before anything was created. So how do we know this? Well, when we go later on throughout um, John, if we go to John chapter 17 verse 5, we actually see this. So John chapter 17 verse 5, and um, you can page there or you can wait for me to read it. John 17 verse 5, it says this, Now, Father, glorify me in your presence with that glory I had with you before the world existed. So when did Jesus exist? Before the world existed. This is his words. If your Bible is like mine, it has it in red. Before the world existed. So Jesus is there before the world existed. In the beginning was the word. Jesus was there. And the word was God. So there's a distinction that John is making between Jesus and the word. He's calling Jesus the actual word of God. Then he says he was with God. So Jesus was with God from the very beginning. Because verse 2 describes the word as he. So in verse 1, he's described as the word. In verse 2, the word becomes he. He was with God in the beginning. So who was there with God in the beginning? Jesus. Jesus existed before this world came into existence. Verse 3. All things were created through him. And apart from him, not one thing was created that has been created. Now it goes a little bit further because not only is Jesus there from the beginning, but that word that God uses to create the world is actually Jesus. So God is more than one because this echoes out more than one and we know that God creates the world and here we see that God actually creates the world through Jesus. Isn't that what Paul the Apostle teaches us in Colossians? The supremacy and the sufficiency of Christ. That Jesus is supreme above all things and He's sufficient enough in all things. That He creates everything. So it's not only John that gets this, that has this. But we find this all throughout Scripture. Look at it again. All things were created through Him and apart from Him, not one thing was created that has been created. Now if we look at this and we ask ourselves the question, well, who is Jesus? Well, Jesus is God. He is with God. He is from the beginning. He creates and He creates all things. That there is nothing that is created that hasn't been created through Him. So now we, we have an answer to the question, who is Jesus? Verse 2, he was with God in the beginning. And um, the words was with God and the word was God. Look at verse 1, the end of verse 1. 
and the Word was God. So, if Jesus is the Word, and He was with God, but He is God, that means that God is one, but He has more persons. There's the person of the Father, and here we find the person of the Son. And when you go to the beginning, when people say, you know, we don't believe in the Trinity, well, the very first chapter in the Bible reveals the Trinity. Because then it says, the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Hello? So, the Spirit of God is there. John tells us that Jesus was there. The account in Genesis that we have is God creating. Now we know who, who, who creates, and then we even find the Spirit that is present. So, what are we learning about Jesus? Jesus is God. Jesus existed from the very beginning, and He's the one that creates all things. So, there's some things that we learn about Jesus Jesus being God. And here's uh, four points that I want us to write down. Is Jesus, throughout the Gospels, Jesus reveals God's mind. Jesus reveals God's mind. Remember what he teaches in, in the Gospels? I and my Father are one. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. Nobody has seen the Father except the one and only begotten of the Father. The Son. So, Jesus reveals God's mind. The second point is, Jesus expresses God's will. If you want to know the will of God, just look at Jesus. Firstly, Jesus is God. But Jesus also reveals and expresses God's will. Third point is, Jesus displays God's perfection. Jesus displays God's perfection. And then the fourth point, Jesus exposes God's heart. Jesus exposes God's heart. So, when we move on to verse 4, we find something. Life was in him. So now we know who he is. He's God. He existed before anything. And he's the one that is responsible of creation. And then verse 4 tells us this. Life was in him. So now we know why he came here. And he came here because he comes to bring life. I said it this morning in this morning's devotion. Jesus doesn't make bad people good. Jesus makes dead people alive. Now how do we know this? Well, for one, when you go to Ephesians... Ephesians says, while we were dead in our trespasses and our sins, Christ Jesus made us alive. So we here on earth, because of our sin, are dead. We are spiritually dead people. We are spiritually bankrupt people. Now, the funny thing is, the word for life isn't life in existence. Because this word that is used here, the Greek word is zoe. And you have heard me use this on multiple occasions. It's spelled Zoe, but it's, spelled, it's, it's pronounced Zoe. And Zoe isn't just life that you are breathing. No, it is a life that is given to someone that is dead. So when it says life was in him, it means we are dead because of our sin, but Jesus makes us alive. So he is life. And where do we find that life? 
that life is in him. So why does Jesus come? He comes to make dead people alive. And that we find in Ephesians chapter 1 and chapter 2. Why we were yet still dead in our trespasses and our sins. So the Bible teaches us that dead, we are dead because of our sin. Now listen to this. If we are dead because of our sin, have you ever seen a dead person make themselves alive? No. We need somebody that has life, Zoe, to make us alive. So when it says life was in him, he's the one that has the ability to make alive what is dead. We are dead because of our sin. We are in spiritual darkness because of our sin. But life is in Him. And then it says, And that life was the light of man. So He brings light to man. Then verse 4 says this. Here's the second point that we learn about Jesus. That that light shines in the darkness. So we learn a lot throughout the Bible about the state of our sin. Again, when you go to Ephesians and it speaks about exposing people, uh, Ephesians chapter 5, when it speaks about exposing people, there's a, a, a notion of shining a light on a darkened situation. So when we are living in sin, the corruption and the fallen state of this world, we are living in darkness. But there needs to be light to be shed in order to expel darkness and expose what is there. And Jesus is that light. Now, listen to this. Is that that light of who Jesus is is so powerful that darkness can't comprehend it. Darkness can't cover it. Darkness can't overcome it. So this actually screams about how powerful Jesus is. Because if we in this world can see the darkened state of this world because of sin, that power of this world is nothing in comparison to the power of Jesus. Why? There's darkness, but He's light. And when He shines that light, the darkness can't overcome it. Light expels darkness. So when it says that light, verse 5, shines in the darkness... Yet the darkness did not overcome it. Which means in the midst of a world of darkness, Jesus is shining his light and is offering life to dead people. So who is Jesus? Well, John answers that for us. Jesus is the Word. And the Word is God. And God existed from the very beginning. And nothing that is created that has its life was created apart from Him. We have been made, formed and fashioned by Jesus with a purpose and a motive and an intention. But Jesus, knowing that we will fall prey to sin, comes and does what? Now we know why He comes to earth in verse 4 and 5. He comes to give life and He comes to shine His light. Do we see Jesus for who He really is. Do we see the need for Jesus? Are we spiritually dead? Remember, a dead person has no ability to make themselves alive. We need Zoe. We need life to make us alive. We are blinded by the spiritual darkness that is around us. And we need Jesus' light to shine. And when His light shines, darkness cannot overcome it. This gives us a confidence in the person of Jesus. A confidence to put our faith and our trust in Him as God 
and to believe that he's able to bring redemption. Again, like I said this morning, it would have been weird if the resurrection were a hoax, but the resurrection of Jesus was no hoax. Because Jesus actually raised from the dead. And when he did, he offered life to spiritually dead people. Are we in need of salvation because of our sin today? Are we in need of light to shine in the midst of our spiritual darkness today? Well, let us look to the God, the God that existed from the very beginning, the one that created everything. Not only does He create everything, but He comes to engage with us, verse 4 and 5, to bring life and to bring um, light. Amen. Let us uh, bow our heads as we close in prayer. Lord, we thank you that through your word today that we see in John's gospel that you are from the beginning, that you are God, that all things have been created from you, and apart from you, not one thing was created that has been created. Thank you, Lord, that we can find life in you, that we can have confidence that we can turn to you in the midst of darkness. And Lord, you are the one that lets your light shine in the midst of darkness. And we know that the darkness of the enemy cannot overcome the brightness of the light of Christ. Thank you for life to us as sinners. Thank you for calling us as sinners to salvation and repentance in you. Thank you that when you lay down your life at the cross of Calvary, you proved to be true when you raised back from the dead. You lay down your life so that sinners like us can be forgiven and you raised back to life so that sinners like us can be sanctified. Thank you, Jesus, for laying down your life at the cross of Calvary. Thank you, Lord, for each and every person that is around me this evening and for those that will even be listening. And I thank you, Lord, that your word will be relevant in and through their lives. Let your word fall upon fertile soil, upon the tablets of their heart. And Holy Spirit, may you reveal yourself to them. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.